Hey everyone, and welcome back to the From Spinning to Selling podcast, the podcast where we talk all about building an online course, how to turn your passion into profit, how to make passive income, how to sell the knowledge that's in your head and make a business out of it, all of the fun things. And in this episode, I want to get right into it because I am really excited to talk about email sequences. And this is a conversation that is near and dear to my heart because I see many practitioners out there, especially in the nutrition and health and wellness space, not using their email system in an efficient way. And the only reason I'm passionate about this is because I know that a lot of practitioners and nutritionists and health coaches out there are really, really strapped for time, especially if you're taking one-on-ones. But even if you're building an online course or raising a family or you're, you know, have a nine-to-five and you're trying to quit, you know, you don't have time to be writing all these emails. And yet you see that there could be a benefit to having emails and having an email list. And so you're kind of like, okay, what do I do? And you're just kind of on this hamster wheel, uh, sending out emails over and over and over and over again. And so you, you may not see a different way. And so I want to talk about a different way. And this isn't anything new. This isn't anything groundbreaking that I have invented or anything. But I do want to talk about the efficiency of using email sequences and maybe dive into a little bit more about my own current email sequence that I'm still working on, but also you know different ways you can use email sequences to your advantage to promote and educate about your online course. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the From Spinning to Selling podcast, where we talk about everything from passive income, online courses, setting up automation into your business, and hopefully taking things off of your plate so that you can have more time and freedom to enjoy your life instead of you know, slaving away at your business. So that's what I love to talk about, you know, how to make your business more efficient and Uh, while monetizing and while growing your business. So in this episode, that's actually what I want to talk about. And I want to talk about a little bit of the sales process and kind of if you are frustrated with your online course sales, maybe some tips and tricks and what you can do maybe to help you just you know, try something new or also know that you are on the right track. So um, I first want to say that I am no sales expert. You know, I'm still growing my own business. I'm 10 months now into my own online course. I'm still trying to grow my own course, but I want to share what's worked for me and what I have seen, um, you know, because you may feel like you're kind of on that hamster wheel of just spinning your wheels. Like, I'm on Instagram stories every day. I don't understand why I'm not making a sale, you know? And it's like, sometimes it's not that you're doing anything wrong, but maybe we could add a couple like automation things or things where you don't feel like you're just constantly churning out content and getting no sales. So if we could focus some effort onto a couple automation things or process things where you can feel like, okay, this is a process. I'm just working my process instead of me just every day being like, 
I got to get on Instagram stories again and talk about my course, but no one's signing up. So what's the point? Am I even, you know, should I even have a course? Should I even be doing this? Is this right for me? And I'm really passionate about this because I think that, you know, if you are frustrated, um, and I know some of my course students are very frustrated. They have maybe not gotten a sale yet or, and I totally understand their frustration, um, or maybe they feel that they've gotten sales, but it's kind of like those quick hit sales and they don't, or there's a lull in sales and they're kind of like, well, now what? Like all my audience, I think that's, that wants to buy has bought, but now what? Now what do we do? And, you know, I just want to make sure that you're not giving up because your next sale could be right around the corner, as cheesy as that sounds. And, you know, I just don't want you to think, okay, maybe this isn't for me because maybe I shouldn't have a business or maybe an online course isn't for me because I haven't made a sale. And I just want to make sure you know that you need to stick with it because I know that it's just part of the process, learning your messaging and understanding how to improve. So if you're just focusing on improving everything, then hopefully one day you will start to build momentum. So here are some of my top tips or ideas of what you can do. Okay, number one, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, but you have to surrender to the process. And this is probably the hardest part and something that I am still working on as well, but just surrendering to know that all of this is part of the process. And you, like every time you're getting on Instagram stories or every time you're talking about your course or building an email, you are improving your entire sales system and you are improving your messaging. Every time you get on Instagram stories, you are thinking you're you're thinking of new ways to talk about your course you're you know maybe reaching someone that hadn't thought about your course in that way you know so like it's just improving all of that and if you think about where you were even a couple months ago I'm sure you've discovered things about how to talk about your course in different ways and that's valuable so I don't want you to think that you're doing all of this and nothing is happening because things are happening maybe sales aren't happening yet but things are happening in your course and your mind and your messaging, okay? So that's number one. You are improving, you are growing. It's just not maybe monetarily just yet, okay? So don't think of this as a waste and, oh my God, there's no use for me to do this because it's not making sales. Because there is a use to do this because you are getting better every single day, okay? So that's number one. And then number two, I would just say that make sure, and this is these are just two quick mindset things before we get into this, make sure that you are not comparing yourself to any other course creator. And this is really, really big because there are a million people out there who are making more money than you. And if you start comparing yourself to anyone in my course or me, or if you're comparing yourself to another person on the internet or in your niche, you will never be happy. (laughs) I will just say that. So surrender that right now and say, listen, I am not going to compare. That is their journey. This is my journey. It's totally different. And You know, because what can happen is you can beat yourself up and say, I don't know why they're making sales and I'm not. There must be something wrong with me. And 
you know, that's not the case. They're on a totally different trajectory and who knows what they're doing. And the time that they have, you know, maybe they don't have kids or maybe they don't have a full-time job or maybe, you know, they just happen to have an audience that was already warmed up. Like you have no idea. There's so many factors that go into it. So you're finding your people. Their people have found them and you're finding your people and that's all it is and you know we have to just find the people that really resonate with you and your message and next I would just say that you need to remember that this is your signature course this isn't some little mini course that you're you know hey buy here and you know people 10 people sign up maybe this is your signature course you're finding the people who really need this, you know, life-changing course of yours. And so that you're in it for the long haul, okay? This is like years and years of money that is going to be coming into you, right? So this isn't just something that you're doing on a whim. This is something that you really want to understand and get the right people into your course. So it may take a little time for some of you to find those perfect people and also kind of understand what your own philosophy is um, to teach that to people, right? Because I know when when I started my online course, like I I knew I wanted to teach about online courses, but I didn't really know what my philosophy was or who I wanted to attract into my course. So keep in mind that's part of the process and you're still understanding that maybe what your own philosophy is. So because of that, because this is a long game, you're going to need to focus on um, not just the quick hits, the people who see your Instagram story and say, oh my God, I need that. I got to buy, right? Kind of those impulse buys, which is who, who doesn't love an impulse buy? That's amazing, right? That someone saw your content once and purchased. But you're also going to remember that some people need a little time. Maybe they're watching your stories. Maybe they're seeing your posts. Maybe they're going to your trainings, but they need a little time and they need to like process some things before they're ready to commit. And so because of that, that's why we have our opt-ins and our free trainings and our um, our email sequences. So if you have just started your course, a lot of my students in my course are really just still in their beta test. They, ha- they haven't fully launched yet. I'd say that the next step for those people if you're listening, would be to, instead of getting on stories every day, which is amazing, continue to do that if you can, but also maybe carve out a little bit of time to start focusing on those long-term people who have been, who are going to start watching your content, the people who may need a little time to warm up. So focusing on your opt-in. So um, in my course, I talk about either like a symptom quiz you could be doing to attract people onto your email list. So, you know, asking them a bunch of symptoms and seeing if they have those symptoms to see if they're right for your course. You could also do a preview of a couple modules, which is what I do, um, so that when people get on your course, they can actually get into your course and see if it's something that would be a fit. Or you could uh, spend a little time to create a free or paid webinar um, probably starting with free and then getting those people onto your list after the webinar. So focusing on that process 
and building out those email sequences so that people are starting to learn about your course through email sequences. Now, this does take a while to set up. I'm not going to lie. Like building out the trainings, setting up 10 emails, you know, that takes a long time. But the beauty is once you have that set up, you can feel a little less stress knowing that, okay, when I do get on Instagram stories and talk about my course, I can point people to my opt-in, which is that training or the symptom survey or the webinar, and point them to those modules, let's just say, then they get on your email list. And I, I'll know that they're getting educated about my course as I'm continuing to do other things, right? So it's kind of like, it's almost like your email sequences are then another person <laughs> educating for you. So if you're feeling like, okay, right now I'm only educating on Instagram stories, that's great, but we may need like one extra step to help us. So automating that content can really just help you um, feel like you're not just spinning your wheels, right? Because for example, I just had someone enroll in my course, uh, I think a couple days ago that we, I looked back at our messages to see like, wait, how, how did we start talking? We had messaged back in July, you know, and she had said she needed a business mentor or something. And I told her about my course and, um, you know, that was July. We're now in May, end of May. So we're almost a year later and she just enrolled and she enrolled on her time. I did not, you know, I I want people to enroll on their own time when they're ready. And so the people that you're talking to now may enroll in the next 30, 60, 90 days or even longer, right? So just remember that, again, coming back to this, this is, this is a system, right? You're just getting people on your email list, you're educating through your email list, and hopefully they will end up buying. So uh, just one more point on all of that. I would just say that, so if you have not set up your email sequences and that opt-in process of how they're coming onto your email list and how they're learning about your course, I think that's the number one priority. That's what I would say. So if you're frustrated with the amount of sales and the only thing you're doing is talking on Instagram stories, I'd say carve out a little bit of time over the next couple of months to start focusing on those email sequences. And that will then take your sales system to the next level, right? Because then you're educating people on your stories and Instagram, but now you're also educating people through email. And you know, if, if you need some a reminder, I do not think that email newsletters are the best use of your time. So if you could turn a newsletter or something like that into a um, email sequence, I think that would be the next step, which of course I, I teach all of that in my um, online course from spinning to selling so that if you are stuck, I can help you with that. But that would be my first piece of advice. Focus on those email sequences. Then once you have those set up, that's when you can start maybe thinking of some new tactics of how to get more eyeballs onto your content, right? Because if you think about it, sometimes we think we're educating like over and over and over and it's like, wait, I'm, and I remind myself of this too, but 
you know, sometimes I'm like, why is nobody bought? And then I realized that I'm really only speaking on my Instagram stories and only like, I don't know, 100 people or 50 people or however many Instagram wanted to show that day are watching that content. And if you think about it, that's not that many people. So we're just trying to diversify, okay, how many people are, are looking at our content. So another um, focus on what you could do as a next step after those email sequences are set up, of course, is focusing on seeing if you can find some cold traffic. So warm traffic is like your audience that already knows you and loves you, all of that. Um, Next would be trying to find some cold traffic. So some traffic that's totally new to you. So uh, this is where you would maybe be a guest on a podcast. So I know there's a ton of people just starting podcasts like myself who maybe aren't big yet. (laughs) I'd say I'm definitely not big yet. Um, or they maybe have an audience of like 5,000 or something like that that's a little bit smaller. They're maybe not the number one podcast in the world, but they're just starting out or they're getting into uh, something and you have a course that's related to their niche or their audience would really start to appreciate your content. You could, a lot of those people who are just starting out with podcasts are looking for people to interview. So it could be a win-win if you just, you know, pitch your, I I don't want to say the word pitch, but like just reach out to them and say, hey, I'd love to be on your podcast. This is what I could talk about, uh, giving some expertise on XYZ nutrition topic. And I have a course and I would love to be on your podcast. You know, uh, I think that could be a win-win. And what's the worst that could happen is they could say no. And to me, that's just two business owners chatting, you know, and maybe they don't even open your DM or open your email, but it's worth a shot. And just try and find someone though who is, maybe has a decent audience size so that you can obviously get eyeballs, new, new people onto your content, but maybe they're not so big that they would say no, you know? I mean, go for it. Go for the stars. If you know a a a famous podcaster, might as well message them as well. But usually they have teams that open their emails and there's a whole process to get on their podcast. So I'm just trying to think of those medium-sized people who, you know, who are looking for guests and they would be very appreciative to have you on, um, on their podcast. So And you could even do a special promo for podcast listeners if you feel that that's important or um, whatever you want to do. But that's one way, okay? And then, of course, affiliate networks. So I talk about this a lot, but this does take time. But finding people who are maybe in a similar niche, who um, could promote your course and become a referral. So, of course, this is your students, right? So as you get more students into your course, um, hopefully those students will be recommending your course, but make sure that those students have the option and know that you do have an affiliate program. So making sure there's a link inside your course to your affiliate program, there's a link in your emails, there's a link in all that stuff so that people know. And then also, you know, finding those practitioners. So a lot of my students are nutritional therapists. So maybe working with a chiropractor, an acupuncturist, massage therapists, doulas, um, what else? Whoever's anyone in the holistic health space that maybe, you know, you 
they could recommend their course. Also partnering with other students. Maybe there's a student that has a preconception or a postpartum nutrition course and you focus on you know one aspect of postpartum. Okay, well maybe you could do some kind of bundle or tag team together to create a um a combined course or a referral for your students to their course and their students to your course. Something like that because if someone is interested in you know, preconception, well, they're probably, they may want a course for postpartum as well, right? So finding those relationships and finding those networks can be difficult. I'm not going to lie, you know, because you don't want to go about it in a sleazy, spammy way, but it's all about building relationships in your niche. So I'm sure they're just as happy to connect with you because you'll be referring their course as well. And then on a similar note, another way to get cold traffic eyeballs onto your content is doing like an Instagram takeover. One of my students is really good at this. She does Instagram takeovers all the time. She hosts people on her Instagram. And then I think she does um, her content on other Instagram profiles. So partnering with a couple nutritional accounts maybe and talking about your course and just doing like a day in the life of whatever your topic is. And, you know, a lot of people love this concept because it's kind of a win-win because you're sharing your content with their audience and they're sharing their content with your audience. And oftentimes you'll get some new followers, of course, from that. But, you know, more important than just numbers of followers, maybe those are people who are really interested in your topic because you're maybe going in depth on, whatever your topic is, maybe it's anxiety, nutrition for anxiety and depression, you know, and if someone's struggling with that, then maybe they'll follow your account. So I think that's another really great way. Of course, always, again, similar to the podcast, find someone who's in a similar niche, but also a similar, um, I guess follower count kind of, you know, you you know, you can reach out to those big accounts if you want, but again, you know, they're going to have people that are screening your emails and things like that. So finding someone who maybe just is a natural fit, maybe who's, um, has a fewer, maybe a medium size account or someone who, if you have 5,000 followers, maybe if they have 5,000 followers, something like that so that, you know, it's an even exchange And that could be another way to get eyeballs onto your content. The next strategy I would talk about is just making sure you truly do know what your ideal client is thinking and what they're looking for in a course. So this way it may actually come before the email sequences uh, if you haven't done this part. But, you know, offering one-on-one calls, just quick, you know, you can call them discovery calls if you want, but whatever they are, quick calls to your to one-on-one, just not not to sell them, okay? This is this is my opinion, not to sell them, but to honestly just to get to know what struggles they truly are having because that's going to really help your messaging. I cannot even explain the amount of information that I learned by talking to, probably talked to maybe 10 or 15 of my students before enrolling. And the amount of information they gave me just by talking through their struggles in their business, what they were facing, 
I mean, that catapulted my messaging so much more because I actually understood the true Uh, problems they were facing. And it wasn't just what I thought they were facing. It's okay. I actually know exactly what issues they're having. So when I'm creating my content, I was literally thinking and speaking to those people who I talk to on the phone. So if you have not done something like that and you feel all over the place with your messaging, I'd actually say that's step number one and then focus on the email sequences and then focus on the, the cold traffic because the messaging that you can get from that and the research is just insane and that's just gonna help your sales process. Now, I don't think you need to do these one-on-one calls forever because that's my goal. I don't want to do one-on-one calls when I'm super successful. But when I was first starting out, I mean, that was a game changer for my business. And I still refer back to my notes and the questions that they were asking me because I think it's so important. So, you know, don't get upset if you're like, oh, I really hate one-on-one calls. I don't want to do this. This is temporary, okay? This is just something that is going to help you long-term. So don't don't think that this is for, for the rest of your life that you're going to have to do a one-on-one call to make a sale. I don't believe you need one-on-one calls to make a sale. And another strategy that I don't think is going to be forever, hopefully, but maybe when you're just starting out, this is something that can get more people onto your page and into your offers, is when is maybe searching for some Facebook groups. I know there's just tons of groups like for women. Um, I'm in a couple that people are constantly asking health advice and Basically, what happens is everybody gives their opinion on how they should improve their health, but they're not very qualified. <laughs> they're not as qualified as you, let's just say that, and um, or whatever niche you're in. And what you could do is give your expert opinion, be like, as a nutritional therapist, this is what I would recommend. And if they do allow you to put a link into your course, that would be great. A lot of Facebook groups do not allow that. But you could just at least give just a little bit of snippet of free advice and mention that you're a nutritional therapist and maybe mention that you have a course if you can and what will happen is sometimes they may say, oh my gosh, can I DM you because I've got a question? Or they may say, where can I find more info or whatever. Now, oftentimes this, to me, this is maybe not a long-term strategy because it does take a lot of time and it can take a little bit of work and you know, you have to go hunt for these posts, you know, whereas I do believe it's more important to create your own content and have people attract people to you. But I will say that this has helped me just get some more conversations going in the beginning of my course and getting again in front of more people, you know, while I'm doing all these other things. But again, I don't want this to be like your long-term strategy because you know, finding these specific posts um, can be hard. But I do know there are like, um, you know, if you've got a 
um, a course on fertility nutrition or something like that. I know there's a lot of Facebook groups for women trying to conceive. You know, if you could put your expert advice without being spammy, but put some, you know, uh, answer some questions in there. People may be intrigued or see that you're no have a lot of knowledge, and they may reach out to you directly. Um, again, not something long term, but I know like when you're just starting out, you're like, how do I get to my ideal client? You know, sometimes in these Facebook groups, I have started conversations with people. Um, they've reached out to me and said, oh my gosh, I saw that you you know recommended this software program for online courses. Can I know a little bit more? And then we ended up talking and they were saying they were interested in a course. And um, I have had maybe a handful of conversations that way. So just another option. Again, this is not something that I would do first. Um, I think I'd really get those email sequences going and uh, the conversations uh, flowing. Okay. And then a couple just quick reminders. This you know, to make sure that your sales process is the best that it can be. Again, this is a whole process. So if you're not there yet, that's okay. We are just improving it one step at a time. But what I would say is just make sure that when you are talking about your offers on your Instagram stories or wherever, you are mentioning that you have a course, first of all, something as simple as that, but also that you are putting the link so that they can opt into your email list and watch your training or your webinar or get the get the free modules. So if you're not doing that, you know, people may not know that you have a course or that they can enroll. So continue to provide the value, but also make sure they know, okay, I've got free modules. Would you like to see them? Or, hey, I've got this webinar. Would you like to see it? And then they're getting on your email list. And of course, you're going to work on those email sequences. And then also make sure if, if you are frustrated and you're not making sales, make sure you're really confident in your pricing. So make sure your pricing isn't too high or too low. And I have a whole pricing module in my course, but I would just say that maybe if your pricing is too low, usually, well, we want to get to a point where, yes, our pricing is, we're confident in our pricing and we feel like we're charging what we're worth. And I want to make sure you are making the amount of money that you deserve for your work. But at the same time, when we are just starting out, it's just a reminder that sometimes we can just pick a number and maybe it's too high or too low. And maybe that's holding us back from being fully confident with our offer. Um, Let's just do the too high pricing, for example. It's not that I don't want you to sell your courses for a huge amount of money. I do. And I think you can get there. But maybe when you're just starting out, you know, building up that confidence and that momentum can really help if you do start a little bit lower. I know that helped me. And maybe this isn't for everyone, this piece of advice, but I do know that for me, like I knew my course would probably one day be worth over $2,000. But starting out, I started with charging $350. That's what felt comfortable to me. Now, every single person will have a different number that feels comfortable, but just make sure like if I started charging $1,000 out of the gate, 
I, ne- I don't think I would have made a sale because I wouldn't have felt confident with that. And I don't know if my course was worth that in the beginning. <laughs> you know, I literally was selling it without having anyone go through it. So just a reminder, you know, it's not that you won't get to that higher price eventually, but it's okay to maybe start a little lower and know that we're going to increase our value over time, okay? And so that can actually help you build some momentum. I know a lot of people who started their course at $200 and yeah, were they undercharging? Probably, but they got some momentum in these quick hits where people were starting to enroll and then once they enrolled, they... um you know, got more testimonials. So then they started increasing their pricing. And every time you increase your pricing, you get an opportunity to say, hey, my pricing is increasing in a month. Make sure you get in. And if you keep doing that in increments, you'll finally get to that high price. It's just, you know, over time, you know, instead of right away. So just something to think about. Is your pricing in alignment with really what you feel confident in? Because that could be holding you back in the sales process. And then another thing to look at, and this is not like a to-do list. Like you have, like I don't want to put all this pressure on you. But again, this is a system. This is a sales system. So we're just improving these things over time. And once you improve them, they're done. You don't have to do, you know, you don't have to work on it later. So Looking at your sales page, probably once you have gotten your beta test out, you've got some form of a sales page, but maybe it's time to reassess and look at your sales page again and say, okay, is this truly representative of my course now that I've had a little bit more time inside my course and with my messaging? And you can start to look at the copy And I know a good copy editor, my mother, if you are looking for someone to help you with your copy. So reach out to me if you uh, need some help in that area. But I'd say, you know, if you look at your copy, look at your, um, you know, the design of it. In my course, I give you sales page templates. So if you are looking to improve the look of your sales page, you can use my template Um, and just, you know, make sure the images and the colors and just take a look at your sales page again and say, okay, I haven't looked at this in six months. Maybe it's time to do a little refresher because now I have more knowledge about my course and my students and I can spend a little bit more time on it. So that is another suggestion if you feel like you're not getting sales. And then last but not least, I probably have a million other ideas that I'm probably forgetting, but don't want to overwhelm you. (laughs) Um, But last but not least, making sure you are sharing your testimonials loudly and proudly on your Instagram, your website, your sales page, your emails. Everywhere should have your testimonials, all the screenshots of the amazing things that people are doing inside your course. Now, obviously, if you don't have any students in your course yet, that is part of the beta process. So don't worry, you'll get there. And if you have any like one-on-one or previous experience that you can share, you can start with that. But then once even one student gets in your course, you know, make sure you have your surveys set up into your course, which I teach you how to do in my course, um, to gather those testimonials so that you can start sharing them. So it doesn't matter if you have one student or 80 students in your course, 
share the testimonials. And um, if you only have one or two students in the course, you could even take the time to set up a one-on-one call with them to just understand and talk to them about their experience. What could you improve? You know, what did they love about your course? And then you can also use that in your messaging. So share those testimonials and um, yeah. And uh, make sure inside your course, you also have a way to have your students share your wins. I just added a button inside my course to do this so that when people have a, a little win, they can share it inside your Facebook community or your student community. And then you can screenshot that, share it with your audience and say, look at a win I just got inside my course. I mean, you're going to word it better than that, but you know what I mean. So that's another option as well. So I hope this episode was helpful and not overwhelming. Um, Pick a couple of these that make sense for you and your business. And basically just remember, take a step back and say, what can I automate? What what like think of the whole sales process as a system okay i got my affiliates i got my referrals i got my testimonials i've got my email sequences people are opting in i'm educating them you know it's the whole process and once you do a lot of these actions once then you're good to go right so a lot of people think that sales is just getting on instagram stories and talking but in my mind you know that's that can make you feel like you're churning out just every day, churning, 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 churning. So let's see if we can get up some of these processes and get some new eyeballs on our content. And uh, yeah, just reach out to me if you try any of these things and let me know if they worked or didn't work, whatever. Um, And then if you're a student in my course, please reach out. And I hope that... um, I hope that you get your next sale and it's right around the corner and we can celebrate in our student community. Um, But thank you for listening. And if you are interested in making an online course and automating it for passive income, uh, please reach out to me or you can go to my website at www to healthwithit.com. You can check out, I've got some free modules on there that you can start and get started watching those and start coming up with your course idea and your outline. So um, please reach out, but I appreciate you listening to this episode.